Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by your local Hawaii Nissan dealers and HMAA. This is Hawaii News Now, first at four. We're thrilled to be awarding funds to help the county bring its vision to life for a new Kiave Street in Lahaina with crosswalk improvements, roundabouts, buffered bicycle lanes, and for an extension of the Liloa Drive and its shared youth pass in, use path in Kihei. First at four, as Maui looks to rebuild, U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg analyzes Lahaina's recovery and ways to improve infrastructure on Maui. Buttigieg is on a two-day visit of the islands. He'll be touring projects funded under the Biden administration. Our Annalisa Burgos joins us with more. Annalisa. That's right, guys. About $2 billion in funding under the bipartisan infrastructure law has been earmarked for 100 projects in Hawaii. On Maui, that includes a new TSA screening area at Kahului Airport and relocating parts of a major highway that's caused countless disruptions. Bujajed said he listened to heartbreaking uh, stories from Maui residents and met with local leaders today. He reviewed plans to rebuild Lahaina and move a section of Hanoa Pi'ilani Highway away from the coastland, which is coastline, which is threatened by erosion. He added the Biden administration is committed to helping rebuild Lahaina for the long term. Our department has assisted on the safe transportation of hazardous materials, addressing the school bus driver shortage, rebuilding the damaged ferry terminal, adding bus stops and routes, technical assistance on building temporary housing for displaced residents on a highway right-of-way, and more steps. Buttigieg also touted what he called a new wave of infrastructure jobs created from the infrastructure funding. And Buttigieg will be on Oahu tomorrow. He'll visit the port of Honolulu, Kapalama Container Terminal, and projects at the Daniel K. Inouye International Airport. The airport received $22 million in federal funding for upgrades. Annalisa Burgos, Hawaii News Now. Thank you, Annalisa. Also in Maui, the county's community meetings on Lahaina's disaster recovery resume tonight. Officials will provide updates on the public survey on a permanent dump site for wildfire debris, and a representative from the health department will discuss cesspool information and an initiative on a health study in partnership with UH. The meeting is at 5.30 p.m. at the Lahaina Civic Center. The Hawaii Community Foundation is donating nearly half a million dollars for restoration work in Maui's upcountry region. Through its Maui Strong Fund, HCF has awarded a $481,000 grant to the Kula Community Watershed Alliance. The group is leading revitalization efforts for more than 200 acres of land impacted by the fires in Kula. KCWA says the money will go towards soil stabilization, staffing, and a greenhouse to grow native plants that will eventually be planted in the burned areas. Well, a man already serving life for murder was sentenced today in a murder-for-hire case tied to the Mike Miskey criminal enterprise trial. Dehan Moon's attorney argued that his client should get a break because he was young at the time. Daryl Huff joins us live from federal court with details on the sentencing and an update on the ongoing Miskey trial. Daryl. Uh, Dehung Moon was only 20 years old in 2016 when he participated in a murder for hire trial that he said was ordered by Mike Miskey. Now, he argued that he was just a minor player. He was just invited along by another 
participant. And the judge did agree to a lower sentence, deciding that he, for a firearms charge and for murder for hire, he should only spend seven years and 10 months in prison. And some of that can be sentenced alongside his life term for prison, in prison for a murder he committed on Christmas Day that same year, 2016. We, the jury of this case, find the defendant, Daihan Moon, guilty as charged. Moon was convicted in 2018 for the murder two years earlier of 20-year-old Stevie Feliciano during a Christmas Day brawl in an Alamoana Center parking lot. His friend Lance Bermudez admitted threatening one of the witnesses. Both have also admitted being part of the failed murder for hire allegedly ordered by Mike Miskey in 2016 on a Waimanalo cockfight organizer. Moon claims to have been there to help Bermudez and claims he never met Miskey, so he's not likely to be a witness against Miskey in the ongoing trial. Bermudez, however, has admitted to multiple crimes he said he did for Miskey and is expected to be an important witness, especially in the alleged murder of Jonathan Frazier. For the last few days, the trial has focused on the pesticide bombing of two nightclubs Miskey allegedly ordered because he was mad about a social media post. Kaulana Freitas admitted working with another alleged Miskey strongman, Jacob Smith, to release chemicals in the club. And the officer who stopped the car that they were driving that night said Smith had a handgun, grenade, and the chemicals in a Jägermeister bottle. The chemical affected one officer so badly, he sought help at a fire station. Now back to the sentencing of Dehan Moon that just concluded about an hour ago here at federal court. There were more than three dozen supporters that were in the courtroom for him. Most of them were members of the same Korean church from the Kamoku Street area where his mother and he were members many years ago. They say they remember his mother taking him out on her back to proselytize in the Kamoku Street area. They also said that Moon had a tough life, basically having to leave high school when he was 15 to work in his parents' restaurant in Georgia, then turning to Hawaii and really running in to the wrong people and getting involved with the wrong folks. The judge did sympathize with that, and his seven-year and 10-month sentence means that actually only five years will be spent in federal prison in addition to his state charge once he gets out on parole for that murder charge for that sentence. Now, most of the other Miski defendants will not be sentenced until the trial is over. The attorneys for the defense say that those defendants are mostly telling stories because the feds have offered them generous plea deals, and that now we don't know for sure where this case is going next because the government has refused to tell us who their witnesses are on a daily basis. So we'll find out more about where this case is going tomorrow. Back to you, Mark and Ash. Thank you very much, Donald. Staying with the Miskey trial, it's been going on for about a month now. You've been following this very closely. Um, I know you say um, that it's unclear what kind of witnesses we'll see because the prosecution is being uh, very tight-lipped with that. But just looking at how the case has been laid out so far, what can we expect to see from the prosecution going forward? Well, the biggest case, of course, and it will be probably the hardest to prove, is that Miskey murdered Jonathan Frazier, Jonathan Frazier being the friend of Miskey's son who died in a car accident. Miskey blamed him for that and supposedly tried to get a number of people to kill this boy. And in the end, according to some witnesses, he did it himself on a boat off the North Shore. There's also numerous other crimes, beatings, strong armings, and of course, federal financial and even environmental crimes that are all being laid on Miskey. We'll see it all come out over quite a long period of time. Prosecutors going one incident at a time to try and make the story coherent for the jurors, Mark. Thank you, Daryl. 
The attorney for the 17-year-old boy who's accused of a fatal shooting at a Makaha ranch over the weekend says prosecutors have filed a petition to have his client tried as an adult. Attorney Victor Baki says the teen has no prior record and says the victim, who has been identified by family as 39-year-old Cranston Pia, was armed at the time and allegedly shot two of their hunting dogs. Authorities say Pia confronted the group at his private ranch after the dogs attacked his cattle, and that's when the boy allegedly shot Pia. The teen was arrested on Sunday and has been charged with murder. His identity has not been revealed. Coming up tonight at 5, we'll hear from a friend of the victim who says Pia died protecting what he loved. Meanwhile, an arrest has been made in the murder investigation into a deadly stabbing near Alamoana. 41-year-old Kaleo Okalani Yamada is accused of killing a 28-year-old man and stabbing two others after those three people reportedly attacked him early Sunday morning at an after-hours club on Makaloa Street. Charges against Yamada are pending. There is a legal battle to unseal state records in the case of a Waimanalo girl allegedly murdered by her adoptive parents. The biological family of Ariel Sellers, also known as Isabella Kalua, rallied outside Kapolei Family Court today. They support motions filed by the Public First Law Center to have the girl's foster and adoption records released. The six-year-old vanished in 2021 and her adoptive parents, Isaac and Lehua Kalua, are still awaiting trial for murder. The law firm claims the public should know why the Department of Human Services placed the child in the care of the Kaluas despite signs of abuse and neglect. DHS maintains that records are protected by privacy laws. Um, I'm hoping to see justice for my daughter, for one, and I really want to know what happened while she was there and why it's being covered up. The law firm argues that since the girl's been declared legally dead and the Kaluas are charged for her murder, Confidentiality is no longer needed for anyone's protection. A judge continued the matter today, giving each side at least another month to file their positions. To weather now, here's a live look outside at Waikoloa. The winds have backed down for now, but a first alert heads up. We could see windier and wetter patterns later this week. There is rain on the radar right now. Let's send it over to Chief Meteorologist Jennifer Robbins. Hey, Jen. Well, we are tracking remnant moisture from a front that will be coming into the picture as early as Friday night into Saturday, and that's going to pick up our chances for rain. But like you're talking about, we are still seeing some showers ride in and heavy at times, so misty conditions, especially over the Ko'olau Mountains. And then when you jump on over to town, we're starting to see more showers pick up even at this hour. So wet conditions on the roads that slick out there. Be careful. We will be seeing more rain due to remnant moisture from a front. And that's going to be passing to the north of us. At the same time, the trade winds are really going to pick up. And whatever moisture is just upstream of us is going to be pushed by the trade winds coming our way into the weekend. Right now, this is where we stand, about 76 degrees. We have southeast winds uh, at least over the half, uh, western half of the state. And then northeast winds over Maui all the way to even Hawaii Island. And then seeing some east-southeast winds in Hilo. I'll take a deeper look at the rest of your first alert seven-day forecast coming up shortly.
Well, you got two things to contend with during your drive today. Some rain and also a lot of traffic. So let's get to our flow maps and tell you what you can expect right here in town. Two things to tell you. First of all, accident at Punch Bowl and King is supposed to be cleared up very shortly. And second, at Ala and Vineyard in the lower part of Kalihi, there's an accident that just occurred about a few minutes ago. Uh, pushing out, though, you see a little bit of red now here coming into the H1 and the Moanalua Freeway merge right there. There's an accident at the H1 East and the Moanalua Freeway exit, uh, causing that backlog to occur. It does open up right after that and no problems in Wahiawa, Mililani. They have a plane looking pretty nice. A little bit slow and go though as you head out into the Farrington or rather Nanakuli area. Mililani will take you 54 minutes the same to Kapolei and 73 to Nanakuli. Mark and Ash, back to you. Thank you, Jonathan. President Biden's brother testifies behind closed doors as part of the House Republicans impeachment inquiry into the president. The latest developments ahead on First at Four. Howard. The Max 9 mess costs a plant manager his job. I'll brief you on that. The Dow today eked out a 48-point gain. The Nasdaq fell. You're getting your news first at 4, and we'll all be right back. This is Hawaii News Now. The MAX 9 jet debacle triggers an executive shakeup at Boeing. Howard Dykes joins us live to explain. Hey, Howard. Hey, guys. Boeing cuts Ed Clark after 18 years with the company. The 737 program chief was general manager of the Renton, Washington assembly plant. His successor is Katie Ringgold, who until now was in charge of 737 deliveries to customers. Boeing also created a new job, quality control chief, and handed that assignment to senior vice president Elizabeth Lund. All grounded MAX 9s are now flying again, and it's expected at some point they will again be assigned to some Alaska flights to Hawaii. The Biden administration today confirmed plans to invest billions in U.S. port security, using an American subsidiary of the Japanese manufacturer Mitsui to build port cranes that can replace cranes made in Shanghai. China made 80% of current U.S. port cranes designed for remote control to load software, a feature that makes them vulnerable to long-distance sabotage. One bit of good news, Matson today told Hawaii News Now none of its cranes, not even the newest ones, are of Chinese manufacture. The Fed today released minutes of its last interest rate meeting. Only two members expressed any concern about holding on to high rates too long. Yet another signal to Wall Street it should stop talking itself into expecting interest rate cuts anytime soon. Guys, back to you. Thank you very much, Howard. Well, today, President Biden's brother testified behind closed doors as part of the GOP's impeachment inquiry into the president. Meanwhile, the next Republican presidential primary election is just three days away. Drew Wilder has the latest. Ashley and Mark, today, Democrats saying that some of the ammunition Republicans have been using against Hunter Biden and the president came from a former FBI informant who has just been charged for providing false information to the United States. And prosecutors say the source of that false information is Russia. The president is on the campaign trail in California, while his brother is on the hot seat in Washington. House Republicans questioned James Biden behind closed doors today as part of their impeachment inquiry into the president, an inquiry Democrat Jamie Raskin says is baseless. It's been a wild goose chase built on conspiracy theory and lies from the beginning. Even less credible now, Raskin says, because yesterday a former FBI informant named Alexander Smirnov was charged with providing false information about the president and his son Hunter during the 2020 election. False information, prosecutors claim, that came from Russian intelligence officials. 
Russia, again a topic on the Republican campaign trail, where the former president compared himself to Alexei Navalny, the Putin opponent who died in prison five days ago. Navalny is a very sad situation. It's a horrible thing, but it's happening in our country too. Uh, we are turning into a communist country in many ways. Nikki Haley today calling out Trump for not using his town hall to condemn Vladimir Putin and trying to position herself to voters as the best option in the race for the White House. 70% of Americans don't want a Trump-Biden rematch. They're the two most disliked politicians in America. Though Trump remains ahead of Nikki Haley in the polls, nearly two to one, with less than three days until the primary in Haley's home state. The South Carolina primary is coming up on Saturday, but we are also watching for news on Friday because that's when the White House is expected to announce new sanctions against Russia. A senior administration official tells NBC News that while these sanctions are still coming together, they will likely involve the oil price cap as well as sanctions against specific Russians. Reporting in Washington, I'm Drew Wilder for Hawaii News Now. Much more news ahead, but first look at the stories we're working on for the next half hour. Preview of an H&N Investigates report looking into an unusual internal probe happening at HPD after envelopes full of feces were left on the desk of an HPD commander and supervisor. Kyle Chenin has new reaction from one of the Damien football coaches who was reinstated after being let go for alleged financial wrongdoing. More than two years after cinematographer Helena Hutchins was fatally shot on the film set of Rust, jury selection begins in the manslaughter trial of the woman in charge of the movie's weapons. These stories and more at 4.30. Check in with Jen and Jonathan after the break. This podcast is sponsored by your local Hawaii Nissan dealers and HMAA. We're passionate about your health. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.